When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The FT Welcome to the FT Big Read, a weekly podcast featuring the best of our long-form reporting from around the world. I'm Anna Dedder from the Comment and Analysis Desk. China's juggernaut of labour migration has created 61 million so-called left-behind children, those living in villages, in split families or with grandparents, or even forced to fend for themselves, while one or both parents seek work in the cities, says Patty Waldmeyer. The country's only just beginning to count the social cost of three decades of capitalist reform, Patty says. But she also hears that there are trade-offs for such children. They are left behind in grim villages all over China by parents who've joined the biggest voluntary worker migration in human history. Some are left at home with one parent. Others stay back with an illiterate grandmother or an exhausted grandfather. An estimated 2 million are left to fend for themselves. China has 61 million so-called left-behind children, all but orphaned, by the mainland economic miracle. Interviews with social workers, non-governmental organizations, economists, and parents say migrants do it for the sake of the very children they leave behind, to pay for their education, to build them a house, to give them a future living among skyscrapers and not pig pens. Economists say this is the price of China's modernization, just as surely as the poisoned water and choking smog that is the legacy of its industrial development. Jenny Bowen, head of the U.S. charity One Sky, which has recently begun pilot programs to help rural children being raised without parents, says, we think of them as economic orphans. Villages are unraveling because so many young parents go away to work. Generations of people who were always together are no longer together anymore. These days, the juggernaut of Chinese labor migration is slowing as the workforce shrinks. This year, the Financial Times has published a series of articles about the end of this migrant miracle and about how that is affecting the migrants who drove the transformation from agrarian backwater to digital society in just three decades. Some are moving closer to home as the economy slows and Beijing tries to create more jobs in the inland economy. That means they can see their children as often as every few weeks, rather than only once a year or less. And technology can put parents in touch with their offspring relatively inexpensively. Yet for every migrant who comes closer to home, there's one that leaves the village for work for the first time, maybe because the construction of a new highway has opened up areas previously inaccessible to the outside world. So tens of millions of children are likely to continue living primarily without their parents for years to come. This could jeopardize the next generation of Chinese growth, economists say. Children educated in poor rural schools 
without literate parents to help them, may be unable to fuel the new innovation-led growth that Beijing is aiming for. And the damage to Chinese society, to the family system, and even to the psyche of the children involved could be even more severe, according to economists, government researchers, and others who've studied the left-behind child phenomenon. Beijing has been aware of the problem for years, but high-profile cases of children who were left behind, like the four siblings who took pesticide or the five cousins who died in a rubbish skip, along with other children murdered when home alone or sexually abused, have put the issue high on the national agenda for the first time. Every new case of a left-behind child tragedy triggers another wave of soul-searching about the social price that China has paid for the past 30 years of capitalist reform. Yang Xueyun is a 12-year-old with a pink satin headband. She's one of those unlucky enough to remember when her parents were still living at home, since they only left when she was nine. What does she miss the most? The feeling of intimacy, she says in an interview at her primary school in the apple-growing village of Douzha on the Los Plateau of central China's Xianqi province. Xueying lives with her grandparents, and she is close to them, but it is just not the same. She explains, I miss my parents a lot. But she agrees that having migrant parents is not without benefits. Her parents left so they could, quote, make enough money to put me through university. And that Alice band she wears came from a trip to visit mom and dad in the town three hours away where they live. They come back every two to three months. And last time, dad brought bananas and oranges as a present, she says, adding that she has more nice things than some peers who live with their parents. But in China, left-behind kids battle a social stigma, even if their material conditions are sometimes better than that of children living in homes without migrant income. Xue Ying's teacher, for example, asked her whether she considered herself pitiful. Remembering this brings her to the verge of tears. No, she replied, because my friends all get along really well with me. An Dake, a math teacher at Xue Ying's school, says the left-behind children's grades are worse than other students and that it is harder to educate them. He says, they have more bad habits because of the absence of their parents. They don't do their homework, they fight with others, and they tend to be hot-tempered. No one cares for them, and they can't get along with others. He concludes, they are more violent. They're spoiled by the grandparents. That seems to be the conventional wisdom, even among grandparents, that they are not capable of raising children who succeed in school or in life. Li Gai'e is raising two toddlers with her husband in Wangyan village in the Li of Mount Shang. Miss Li, holding her one-year-old grandson, dressed in the traditional split trousers still common in Chinese rural areas, says kids living with young parents are smarter. She says, I'm illiterate. I can feed him, but I can't teach him. All I can do is let him play around the house. Still, there's obviously no shortage of love in this home. As Miss Lee speaks, her husband naps cuddled up with the other toddler in an adjoining room and plants a kiss on the top of his head when he wakes up. Both grandparents seem reluctant to put their grandchildren down. Experts are divided on how much children being raised by grandparents are hurt in terms of educational or even physical development, or even if there is a negative impact at all. Scott Rosell, professor of economics at Stanford University and co-founder of the Rural Education Action Program, 
which has been collecting data on children in China's remote rural areas for a decade, says there are trade-offs involved in having a migrant in the family. He conducted one of the largest studies so far of the state of China's rural children, both with and without parents. The study's findings go against the conventional wisdom. The authors write, left-behind children are not the most vulnerable in rural China. They add that they quote perform equally or even better than children living with parents on the health, nutrition, and education indicators we examine. They write, anemia prevalence, height for age, and weight for age, mathematics, Chinese, and English scores, junior high school and vocational high school dropout rates are the same as those among children living with their parents. In fact, children living with parents are in slightly worse health. Mr. Rosell is not sure why. He suggests maybe access to more resources helps, at least in part, to offset the negative effects of the absence of parental care. Or maybe those who choose to migrate are more intelligent than the average villager. He adds, saying, "And so Granny is smarter too." Mr. Rosell's point is not that things are just fine for left-behind kids. But that both kids living with and without parents in rural areas are vulnerable, and that increasing government resources targeted to helping left-behind kids, such as surrogate parenting programs, may be misspent. When it comes to emotional distress, such as loneliness, anxiety, depression, and even suicidal tendencies, most studies find that left-behind kids suffer more than those that live with their parents. Yet even here, the evidence is unclear. A 2013 study by Chang Ren and Donald Tryman found that being left behind by one or both parents, or migrating with one or both parents, has little effect on emotional health because these children are not victims of divorce or parental abandonment; they are members of socially intact families where the parents remain committed to them, even if they do not live at home. Wang Junfeng and Yang Xinge. Whose children are back at Douja Village hope their children will see it that way. They work about 1,500 kilometers away in Shanghai and only go back once a year. But they use WeChat, the Chinese mobile messaging service, to keep in touch at least once a week and monitor children's homework online. In fact, their children are such good students that they decided to migrate even further from home so they could earn enough to put them through college. Mr. Wang says, "Thanks to technology, I don't think that me being away has a big impact on the children. I can have face-to-face -face contact with my children via WeChat and ask about their performance at school, their daily life, and what's happening in the family." But he notes that every time his wife looks at the children's photos on WeChat, she cries. Still, like most migrants, the couple agree it had to be done. They have kids to put through university. A new house to pay off and elders to support, they are willing to sacrifice traditional family life for a better life for their children. The migrant miracle may be ending, but it's still the best way for rural people to access the Chinese dream, with or without their children.